Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential Week 24, checking off your before baby bucket list. Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend to girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the editor-in-chief of Parents, and I, I did have a little bit of a bucket list. And with me today is Diane Dubrovner. I'm the deputy editor of Parents. And Gail O'Connor. I'm senior editor at Parents. So before things get really busy in the third trimester, week 24 is a great moment to take stock of what you appreciate in your life and put together a list of the quality things to do with your partner or your kid or kids, if you already have some, before you disrupt the world (laughs) with the birth of the baby. So this could mean, you know, taking a special trip with your daughter or if it's your first time going out to some hot new restaurant and eating anything that's not soft cheese, deli meat, the list goes on. Don't worry, you know, having a baby doesn't mean you're never going to go out for a nice meal again, but you might just want to pack in a few things. I mean, I remember movies. That was high on my list. I don't think I've seen a movie in the last 11 years. Just kidding. I've seen a lot of kids' movies. (laughs) But before we dig into that topic, we're going to talk about how big your baby is this week. Week 24, your baby is the size of a large submarine sandwich. It's the same size as a large butternut squash, that intimidating kind that you see at the farmer's market. Not the one with all the bumps on it, the green (laughs) one? No. Or the smaller MacBook Air. A compact slow cooker. I think that's bizarre, but um, you probably feel a little bit like a not-so-compact slow cooker right now. But if you want more details about what's going on with baby this week, you can sign up for our daily pregnancy email at parents.com slash pregnancydaily to get the scoop, not just on size, but on... What's going on in there? Is that a, a foot or a hand or an elbow you feel? Or, or, or what is all that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this baby is really happening. And your family unit, as you know it, whether it's you and your partner or you and your partner and your other kids or you and your child or whatever combination, your family unit is about to change drastically again. So it's a great time to take a break from looking forward and take a moment to appreciate the now, right? All the things that you love doing and the freedom and flexibility you have or the special time that you have with the other people who are in your life. So while you can still like run off to the movies at the last minute, this would be the time to do it. Everybody's bucket list is different. What are some examples besides movies and nice meals out that you guys can think of, things people should do? It is funny you mentioned the movies because I remember being pregnant with my first and walking past a woman, a mom of three, 
And she said, go to the movies. See them now. And I laughed. I thought she was joking. And she said, I'm not kidding. I haven't been to an adult movie in 10 years. Um, So that's absolutely true. In preparation for our first, my husband and I had a little getaway to Catalina Island. I remember this clearly. We did, you know, an overnight stay and it was just very relaxing. We slept in and, you know, it was just like a little sort of honeymoon before the baby. A baby A little baby moon. Yeah. And this is a good time in your pregnancy to do it because we went on a long weekend to Boston at the end of my first trimester, and I was too tired still. I wasn't, I didn't, had, hadn't gotten into that energetic phase of my pregnancy. And I remember my husband wanted to walk on that Patriot Trail where you walk all around Boston and see all these sights. And I was just like, honey, I don't think I can walk anymore. <laughs> so I want to a relaxing baby moon. <laughs> I have to say, with the first baby, you know, we were trying to be really mindful of finances. And so we did one of those, like, vacation weekends where you just go wherever the airline goes because it's cheap. And we found ourselves in Aruba, which is the windiest place on Earth. And so sitting on the beach is like having dermabrasion for free. <laughs> but it is a beautiful island. We had a really nice time. I did miss the cocktails that are so much a part of that kind of beach vacation for me. I miss my rum drinks. But, you know, you can get a pretty good virgin pina colada. My mistake was doing an island tour, which was in a Jeep. And we bumped and bounced over all these unpaved roads. So my advice is, if you go to the Caribbean, just, you know, try to go someplace not too windy and, you know, stay off the unpaved roads (laughs) because it was was a pretty miserable. I just remember having to pee so badly and being in this Jeep in the middle of nowhere on this rutted road. So there's some baby moon tips for you. Some people right around now schedule a pregnancy photo shoot. And the new trend, I am told, is that you have like a special maternity gown mm-hmm. that yeah, you I've can buy. Mm-hmm. People post these pictures of themselves. They're almost like wedding dresses or yeah. first communion dresses, but right. for your growing belly. Go out with your girlfriends, right? Absolutely. Do it now. <laughs> Especially the ones who don't have kids because afterward it's going to be harder to connect and, right. and, and they're, they're going gonna, gonna to be going out without you, to be honest. Right. And they're going to be a little mad at you for not joining them because they're just not going to get it. Fly. Fly somewhere. Go visit some distant relative because you can still fly up until 36 weeks. Sleep. I know you can't stock up on sleep, but just enjoy that time to sleep. What about you guys? Was there anything that you now regret? Besides not going to the movies? I really like eating out, even if it's just the diner. So I really enjoyed having the opportunity to do that as much as I could and to just be spontaneous about, let's just call some friends we haven't seen in a while and go out go out and hang out I will out say the first 18 months or so of your child's life, it might be hard to even register what you're eating. There's something about, I don't know if you guys remember this, but having a baby at the table with you during a meal where you managed to get some food into your mouth, but if someone asked you later, like, what did you eat and did you enjoy it? You wouldn't be able to answer because you're completely not focused. It's the it's the furthest thing from mindful eating. It's like right. mindless eating. So to go out and enjoy a nice meal and actually you know, look at the menu and think about what you might order and then 
savor it and recognize the flavors that are in the dish. Um, little things like that. I was surprised after I had a baby how portable babies are to restaurants, though, infants. At the very beginning. At the very beginning. So, yes, at the very beginning. And then there's a long period where you're not going to be going to those nice restaurants. The food court might be more your scene with a mm-hmm. toddler. But in the beginning, you can, you can go out to, like, a Sunday night meal at 5 o'clock and not feel self-conscious having a baby who might be fussing a little. We have some quality restaurant. pictures of the baby in the baby Bjorn with a napkin over his head because one of us was eating and so the napkin was shielding the baby from the crumbs or the, <laughs> the grease or whatever it was we were eating. Now, one thing that might be stopping you from going on a baby moon or doing something else that is that you're you're thinking a lot right now about your finances and not wanting to spend the money, but I would say if you can carve out a little chunk of cash to to do it, like go on that trip, go to the nicer restaurant for a change, because once the baby's there, it's just going to become even harder to spend that money. Absolutely. I liked being able to go to the gym or go for a run whenever I, you know, like I wasn't running at the end, but for a brisk walk um, when I wanted to and not to be a slave to the schedule of of naps and feeding. Feeding. And that was nice. Yeah. So do enjoy it. I know when I had my my second, I felt like there were certain things I wanted to do with my first before that Mm -hmm. second baby came along. And I I remember feeling a little bit of of mourning that our special time together, me and my first, was coming to an end, that it wasn't going to be just the two of us anymore. I remember having these thoughts when we were at the playground, you know, oh, this is the last time I'll be taking him to the playground, just him and me. And At the time, I didn't know just how much my heart was going to open for the second baby, and it would all be fine. And it's exciting to have your first child be a part of that experience, too. But there were definitely things with my first that I just wanted to check off before that that baby came, like one last time at whatever, you know, silly little place he likes to go to to eat and things like that. That's sweet. So do you have a pre-baby bucket list, or do you think it's dumb? Tweet us the details at Parents Magazine with the hashtag... Pregnancy Confidential. This week's Relax You Got This is a reality check about epidurals, or what to do if you're totally freaked out by them. An epidural is a cocktail of medication. It's the only cocktail you're going to get, probably. uh, (laughs) Delivered through a catheter inserted into your spine. That sounds dreadful, but it does provide you with continuous pain relief in the lower part of your body, while allowing you to remain fully conscious. It's the most common form of pain relief in labor in the United States, and more than half of women will have an epidural during labor. It's very safe for most patients. Now, if the idea of having something injected into your spine terrifies you more than the idea of giving birth itself, you are not alone. But know that by the time you're in the throes of labor, the idea will seem a lot less intimidating. After getting one, most women say it was less uncomfortable than an IV or even one contraction. I would be one of most women because I didn't ultimately have an epidural. I waited too long to have my epidural. I was in such pain because I was induced. And so looking back on it now, you know, as someone who went into pregnancy, really thinking I was going to have natural childbirth and coming out on the other side, having had the epidural and then having it again for the second pregnancy, I did not waste any time getting the epidural. I I went right for it with the second one. And I'm someone who had wisdom teeth removed without a general anesthesia. So I, you know, I have pretty high pain tolerance, Mm. but the epidural really did make a difference. And it made me 
able to be, I felt like, ultimately more present and more aware of what was going on because I could just sort of stop focusing on the pain. If you're worried about the big needle and the idea of that big needle going into your spine, you don't need to be. First of all, you can't see it, right? You can't see what's going on. It's not like getting a flu shot. It's all happening behind you. They drape you and they put that needle in, but they use a little tiny needle first to numb the area locally so that you then don't even feel the big needle. You know, it stings a little bit, as I recall, but, you know, I would say for me it was, you know, I did a lot of kind of fretting up front, and then when it actually happened, I was I was fine. What about you guys? Epidurals? Epidurals I, all around. I loved my epidural, um, <laughs> and I sorely missed it with my second pregnancy when there wasn't time to have an epidural. Oh. So I've had both experiences, and... I didn't have any problem with having pain medication. I was I was comfortable. I was happy with it. I didn't have it with my second, and that was difficult. That was a, a tough delivery. I will say, when I had my third, I didn't have pain medication. Again, not by choice. Again, because there wasn't time. I just It was the way I delivered. Like, I was just sort of waiting and waiting. You know, I went past my due date, and then when things happened, they happened very quickly. But by the third baby, my doctor had said to me, and the nurse at the time said, there's always something you can do to manage the pain. And, you know, she worked with me, and, and that third baby, I did not have an epidural, but I was I was fine. You know, I, it was much improved over my second delivery. But, yeah, epidural was my favorite way to go. I had two C-sections. So they call it spinal anesthesia, what they give you to numb the lower half of your body, but it really is very much like a, an epidural. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I was late with my first baby and I was induced and by the time and then the the heart rate went down and I needed an emergency C-section. And so when that happened, the epidural was the least of I was not concerned about it. And it wasn't I don't remember it being painful at all. But, Dana, you talked about getting your wisdom teeth pulled without any anesthesia, which makes me think about the dentist and the fact that there is a growing trend to use laughing gas Mm -hmm. as an alternative pain relief method to an epidural. So you should ask your doctor or midwife about that, whether that's something that's available, because I think that's kind of a cool Yeah, if you're one of those people who wants to be able to move around and walk around, you know, if you once you have the epidural, you really can't take a walk. So so maybe there there's that other option to consider. Now Kristen Bell said she really enjoyed her epidural. She said that the the (laughs) drugs made her feel great. I don't remember that they had any effect on me. You know, other than I couldn't feel the the pain of the contractions anymore. But she said that when the drugs wore off, she started scratching her face, which is a side effect. You know, I didn't have any of those side effects. I don't remember any of any of that. But did you, Gail? I, I don't remember being in a particularly happy or festive mood during my epidural. But my friend, <laughs> my friend does, who I spoke to on the phone, and she said, boy, you were you were feeling great. You were feeling fine while you were waiting to deliver Declan. And so I don't have a memory of it, but I, yeah, right. apparently but it, don't did, worry. it did have its nice side effects. It's not like truth serum. You're not going to say right. <laughs> You might be more likely to say something during a contraction. So, well, it sounds like thumbs up for that epidural uh, from from those who've had it. If you're thinking right now about you know, what kind of pain relief and what kind of birth plan you're going to write and all that other stuff, don't feel like you have to be tough. I know I did, and you don't have anything to prove to anyone except yourself. So, on the other hand, if you want to try it without, you can try that too. And there's lots of great exercises and, and breathing routines and and all of that. Yes. As someone who had two deliveries that did not go as planned or expected, I, you know, my feeling about a birth plan is it's all well and good, but you just have to be able to go with the flow. And, you know, 
the baby at the end of the road is really what's more important than how it arrived. Agreed. So that's it for Pregnancy Confidential. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, or Instagram at, yep, Parents Magazine. And if you like the show, tell a friend, pregnant friend that is, or maybe hand it to your partner to listen to, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave us a rating or a comment when you subscribe because it helps our show be discovered by other people. Unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode. If you want a sneak peek of the next week and what it holds for you, you can listen right now. 